Hello, Patrick, and how are you this evening? I'm fine. I'm very good. Good. Thank you very much for coming along. Now, I've told the listeners that you are the writer of Amberforth Manor, and we've just finished uh, the first series of 12 episodes and about to embark on the second series in November. So I thought it would be great for all our regular listeners who enjoy Amberforth Manor to have a listen and talk about you or listen about you. And you can talk about yourself and how you came to write Amberforth Manor and um, the ideas behind it all. So over to you, Patrick. OK, well, how I came to write it is you approached me as to whether I wanted to be one of the writers on the regular soap you run. Huntsford. Huntsford. Yes. And I said, I'm not sure. I think I might prefer to do something more towards a comedy. I actually suggested, why don't we do a comedy? Obviously, you were happy to take it that on. It runs for about 15 minutes, so it involves me in about four or five hours a month to sort it out. And I've quite enjoyed doing it. I think the actors have enjoyed doing it, and it's been quite good fun. So that's it, really. Well, what about the whole idea behind it? What made you come up with Ambleforth Manor? And the characters. I don't know. Yeah, to be honest, it's just broad fast, isn't it? There's, there's no serious message in there. It's not pulling the heartstrings or anything else. It's just supposed to make you laugh. So all of the characters are really caricatures. So I just I just like the idea of a crumbling man set in the English countryside with a, a cashiered ex-military man and a, a bride who he basically met on the internet. And uh, I just took it from there, really. Yeah, I suppose my idea was if it made me laugh, then hopefully it make other people laugh. So. so have you always wanted to write comedy? Yes. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've actually done stand-up, which actually is very tough to do I have to be honest oh absolutely I admire anybody who stands there and tries to make people laugh hard work are you oh. still doing stand-up no I sit down mostly these days <laughs> <laughs> no what I found is is when you're starting out you you get what's called an open mic five minutes as a gig so um, I was traveling down to London to these pubs they might have five or six people on You'd have to sit there through all of their acts before you actually appeared on stage. And then you do your five minutes, which hopefully went down well. And then you had to come back. So you had a long journey down to London, long journey back. Yeah. Um, I was getting home quite late, early hours of the morning. And I realised that if you wanted to actually make a career of this, you really needed to be quite dedicated and to slog it out. You know, you, you'd probably have to do dozens and dozens of these open mic gigs before you worked yourself up into, say, a 10-minute or 20-minute gig, yeah, and then perhaps into a full hour. So I thought, this isn't really what I want. All I really wanted to prove was that I could do it. And I established that. I found I could do it. So challenge met, really. Bucket list ticked. So I left it at that. I still I still toying with the idea of writing a comic novel. Yeah. Um, I'm in danger of splitting myself amongst too many genre and confusing anybody who reads what I write. Because the first book was a psychological thriller. The second book was um, historical fiction. The third book will be a psychological thriller. The fourth book, I want to write a sequel, the historical one. Right. And in amongst all of that, I've got a yen to write a purely comic novel. Yeah. So I don't know what anyone would make of that lot. Right. Okay. So with regard to Amberforth Manor, you briefly touched on the characters. You just mentioned the colonel and his uh, Bulgarian wife. Yeah. Tell us about the other characters and how, 
what what are your thoughts about them and where do you think they will continue okay well of the other characters i'm quite fond of tom and agatha who are married couple in their 60s and agatha is the cook a very bad cook and tom is the gardener a better gardener yeah because because of their the way they play off each other i find that quite entertaining i I think it's got um, a northern accent, which always reminds me of Peter Kay, which is funny in itself. Yeah. Tom has a sort of put upon elderly man's accent, which I also found quite amusing. So I quite like them as characters. I quite like James the Butler as a character too, because Patrick has a nice Scottish brogue, which is quite distinctive and actually comes across as a lot more sophisticated than most of the other characters even though he's supposed to occupy quite a lowly position. So I suspect James is actually a lot brighter and more astute than most of the other characters, but he, he's careful to hide it, or perhaps not too careful. Then you've got Olga, who Jackie Tony tells me she really enjoys playing. Yes. And um, Olga is bigger than life character, really, literally bigger than life. And she's terribly self-confident. Uh, I think she can do anything from driving a tank to flying a helicopter to competing in the Olympics. And she's actually done all of those things. And when the series continues, who knows what else she might get up to, really. So I think Jackie's having a ball playing her, which is which is amusing. Then we've got Juliet, who's a new character that's been introduced, who is the daughter of Lord and Lady Bossom. She's an aspiring actress and as a character she's also quite amusing. I do like the fact that uh, she tends to break out into the character that she's acting at the moment. Employs the method school of acting which means she likes to be in character even when she's not on stage or on screen. Yeah so she's a bit Daniel Day-Lewis like that I think, a bit intense and much to the aggravation and annoyance of everyone around her. Um, and she's obviously completely oblivious to the fact that they are quite irritated by it. So Lord Bossom is, he's actually in his 60s again, but I think he's teetering on the edge of Alzheimer's or dementia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very, very forgetful and mangles his words quite a lot. And he has a wooden leg. I'm not quite sure how he acquired it now. I'm sure I gave some reason. He um, met his wife, Lady Bossom, in France. So Lady Bossom is French, Lynn Perryman plays her. She's also very entertaining, as is Mark as well with Lord Bossom. So they play off each other quite nicely. And of course, um, sparks fly when they get together with the Colonel and his wife, Olga, because they couldn't be more different, really. Tell us about the Colonel. Colonel, actually, when he retired from the army, he hadn't risen any further than a captain. He likes to obscure that fact, and only very few people are aware of that. Not even his own children, I think, are privy to that. He just likes the title of Colonel because it means he can walk around with a certain swagger. He is the sort of bloke who is eternally being humiliated in his own household, much to his annoyance. And most of the time, I think he struggles to maintain his dignity. I've managed to inflict all sorts of calamities on him, (laughs) which will probably continue. That's the Colonel. So as you can see, oh, then we've got the two children, Laurel and Hardy deliberately called Laurel and Hardy, obviously. And again, I think Hardy is in his early 30s. Uh, he's, um, how would I describe Hardy? I think he's quite lazy, really. I think he's the sort of bloke who was born with a silver spoon in his mouth, which to his dismay later turned out to be made of brass. 
but he's also a little pompous and that plays well. The Conan's pompous as well, but that plays quite well against some of the other characters. Olga can't stand Hardy. Um, Hardy makes a great play of getting Olga's surname wrong, referring to her as the dragon. Hardy's also convinced that she's actually a vampire. Yes. <laughs> and in truth, is probably absolutely terrified of her. Um, so, yeah. We'll see what happens to Hardy. We'll see where he goes from here. And Laurel? Laurel is very spiritual. She's in things like Reiki and crystals and aromatherapy. And she's away with the fairies, basically, is Laurel. Um, she also has a, a gift, or says she has a gift for seeing dead people and for communicating with them. That's something she shares with Agatha. And they make great play of the fact that they're the only two who can do this. And no one else has access to the dead in this way. And yeah, she's very spiritual, always thinks the best of everybody and is a bit naive and innocent, really. And why are the children still living at home? Well, it's a very large house, isn't it? I mean, they don't actually have to see their parents at all if they, if they wanted to. <laughs> they just hide away in the East Wing. And what happened to Mother? Mother? Oh, you mean the Colonel's mum? Lauren Hardy's mother, because oh. Olga is not their mother. No, Lauren Hardy's mum died. Mm. She actually then stayed around the manor, hung around as, as a ghost. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's called Lady Wastewater. Mm -hmm. And there is one episode in which Olga and Laurel conduct a seance to try and communicate her with her, which goes very badly wrong. So, yeah, she, she normally hangs around the lake at the bottom of the manor and um, often is found with other cronies such as uh, Oliver Cromwell and Charles I. <laughs> yes, I remember that episode. It was very good. First series is now finished, 12 yeah. episodes. So how did it finish, the, the 12th episode? Well, I think the last three episodes really, um, I pretended that they were filming a Bond film on Lord Bossom's estate. So the last three episodes really centred around how they were involved, all the characters were involved in that production and the roles they had to play. So Juliet, for example, um, had one line in the film. Uh, which later became two or even three. And she, she basically tries to steal every scene anyway, whether she's got any lines or anything to say, regardless. Olga um, has been given the task of crash landing a helicopter because she's made out that she's actually an excellent stunt woman and has a lot of experience driving flying helicopters from her military days. That's what's happening with Bond. I think three episodes are devoted to that. The finale, I think, is a spectacular helicopter crash yeah. with James Bond sailing off at the sunset again, yeah. Yeah. completely unharmed, unscathed. Yeah, that's what's, that's the way the series is wrapped up, basically. Right. OK, um, and series two begins next month. So can you tell mm -hmm. us a little more about your ideas for series two? Are all the characters still going to be in it? All the characters will still be there. Not quite sure about Boris. Not sure where Boris fits in, frankly. You haven't actually mentioned Boris. Boris is, uh, how, how best to describe him? He's a bit of a hunk. He has very bad English. He obviously is a sort of camp follower for Olga. And all of the women fancy him like mad, basically. Although the men can't quite work out what his appeal is so if Boris continues I, I think he may end up having an affair with someone and we'll see what comes of that maybe Agatha <laughs> <laughs> 
So again, sorry, I've just interrupted your train of thought with regard to series two. What, what can you give away at this point? Well, what I can give away is the very first episode described Olga being picked up at the airport by the Colonel and her being driven back to the manor in an old hearse because that's the only vehicle which was serviceable at the time, much to her disgust. So Hearst is now sat collecting cobwebs in the barn. Olga has a yen for doing a world cruise lasting about three months, which is hugely expensive because obviously she wants to travel first class. And the problem is they don't actually have the money to fund it. So she hits on the bright idea of mm -hmm. setting up a funeral business called Brightside. Mm -hmm. And the first couple of episodes will concentrate on what goes horribly wrong when they try and do that. Okay. That's well, Patrick, we very much look forward to that. And what else are you writing? You're saying that you're going to be working on another novel. It's a psychological thriller. And you're mentioning, you mentioned to me earlier that there's a lot of landmarks in Godmanchester are going to be in this book. Yeah, I've name-checked lots of different places in Godmanchester, including the, the Bull, the pub The Bull, mm -hmm. um, and a few others. Um, where I'm still yet to get agreement from the shop owners as whether they're happy to appear in my novel. Right. But yeah, I need to do the rounds actually. Okay, well, we look forward to that. Okay, Patrick. Well, okay. thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank yeah. you for 12 months of wonderful scripts. The cast thoroughly enjoy acting them, and I thoroughly enjoy receiving them and reading them through. So I very, very much look forward to the scripts for series two and us continuing working together. Okay, fine. Thank you. Patrick, take care of yourself. Bye for now. And you. Bye. Bye. Hello, I'm Agatha, housekeeper at Ambleforth Manor. Ain't an easy job, I can tell you. They've been rude about me cooking. I'm expected to work in a kitchen that's falling down around the ears. And then they had this crazy idea about opening place to public and expected me to talk to visitors without any extra pay and on top of my main job. I ask you. My husband, Tom, he's gardener. He ain't much use either. He just goes and hides in pot and shed, only coming out to chase folk off his lawns. Still, least new Lady Olga appreciates me. In another life, I'm Tina Yates, and I also voice the part of Charlotte, the independent MP for Huntsford. My involvement with Huntsford, and then subsequently Ambleforth Manor, started when I thought I might like to have a go at scriptwriting for Huntsford. I very quickly realised that scriptwriting is a huge amount of work and requires a different talent to my writing skills. Thankfully, I was given the part of Charlotte, and then also Agatha. Both characters are a huge amount of fun, and both are strong women in very different ways. The scriptwriters and other actors are incredible, and I really look forward to getting new scripts and to finding out what my characters are getting up to next. Even with scenes that don't include me, I love listening to how everyone is bringing life to the scripts. None of it would work without our director and producer, Sue Rodwell-Smith. How she manages to get so many busy people pulling together and then also has to edit multiple recordings to fit together. Well, I think she is totally amazing. But don't take my word for it. Tune in and start following both series. And I hope you have as much fun listening as we do in making both Huntsford and Ambleforth. Do join us. Hello. Welcome to Ambleforth Manor. I'm Hardy. I'm the 
heir to all of this wonderful house. And my father, he's called the Colonel, and he has a, a new wife called Olga. She's not really from round here, and, and can't really understand what she says most of the time. And I have a sister called Laurel. Yes, I bet my parents had a wonderful time naming us then. And this is a wonderful place. You should come and visit. Now, I understand that uh, they're thinking of making it into a radio play. So, and, and I was asked, who would I like to have play me? Now, I understand there's a wonderful chap called Stuart Nunn who lives locally to Huntingdon. And he's been doing drama for many, many years and involved with lots of drama groups. And, and lately he has been part of a, a radio series called Huntsford, which is on the Huntingdon Community Radio. You really should give that a listen. He, he plays a part called Ryan, who uh, does lots of things, and he plays in a band. But unfortunately, I don't think it's my sort of band, but... Never mind. Anyway, you really should listen to Ambleforth Manor if it does come out because it'll be wonderful. Lots of things going on, uh, lots of things blowing up, particularly by Olga, and lots of silly shenanigans. Uh, so if you're in the area, do come and visit Ambleforth Manor and, and knock on the door and say hello and be careful you don't get shot at. Anyway, good to see you, and bye-bye. Hello, I'm Patrick Ruddy, and I have the great privilege and pleasure of playing James, the old butler in Patrick MacDonald's wonderfully scripted Ambleforth Manor. When it comes to this particular role, and I think on it, which I sometimes do, I reckon there must have been a bit of typecasting at play. Here I am, definitely subservient in my own household, doing the bidding of the mistress of the house without question. And like James, over 60. And whilst it's not quite as bad as James has said, with everything falling apart, there are definitely creeks here, there, and mostly everywhere. Still, at my age, you take what you can get. I truly hope you enjoy listening to the Ambleforth Manor broadcasts as much as we enjoy making them. Sometimes it's a real hoot, with the outtakes just as funny as the script. We're all certainly looking forward to the next outing of the show, and I hope you are too. Until then, bye bye bye, and okai the new. Hi. My name is Lynn Perriment, and I voice the part of Lady Antoinette Bosson, the French wife of the bumbling but lovable Lord Bosson, and mother to the beautiful and very dramatic Juliet. This is such a fun character to play, and to be part of this talented cast is a privilege. I've been a part of the Huntingdon Radio family for some time, having also been in Huntsford. I was excited to be asked to join the Ambleforth Manor as Lady Blossom and given the go-ahead to use a French accent for her. A bit of a challenge, but fun nonetheless.
It never ceases to amaze me the level of dedication and professionalism of everyone involved, the writers, production team and performers, not to mention the sheer joy of being part of something that is so brilliantly written and hilariously funny. Being part of the Amberforth Manor cast has been very special to me, especially through lockdown and the impact it had on the ability to mix with others. To be able to record via Zoom and see friendly faces in a creative atmosphere has been a godsend to my sanity. I'm very excited to see how Amberforth Manor progresses and look forward to being a part of it for a very long time to come. Hello, my name's Jackie and I play Laurel in Amberforth Manor. My father is a colonel and my brother is Hardy. Now, when I first read the script, I thought it was so well written and very funny. And I hope you are all enjoying listening to the storylines. I wonder what we'll get up to next season. See you. Bye. My name is Mark Cherry and I am a voice actor and I'm also Lord Bossom on Ambleforth Manor. Ambleforth Manor has been an amazing vehicle for me in respect of that. I believe that we have something very, very special here. The writer is amazing. The people involved are amazing. And we have a great, great deal of laughter when we get the scripts. And we've just completed series one and we are gonna be starting again in a month's time on series two. And I believe that this has been really, really exciting all the way through. I hope that you guys enjoy listening to Ampforth as much as we have enjoyed putting it together for your entertainment. Hello, sweet peoples. Olga is here, or Jacqueline Tevlin. I've been playing Olga, the new Bulgarian bride, since her arrival in episode one of series one of Ampleforth. James speaks of her as formidable. She is. She turns life at the crumbly old ruin upside down and inside out. Her tough cookie exterior belies a heart of gold. And despite the reservations of others, particularly son-in-law Hardy, she wins over the Colonel, her little soldier, and he admires her no-nonsense and can-do attitude, and of course, her stunning, sexy good looks. Olga is very much a dark horse, as the series unfolds, reveals her many talents, firearms expert, tank commander, stunt woman for James Bond, Olympian athlete, and I'm sure the list will go on. We're a happy team, talented cast of local actors, brilliant script writing and inspired production. We bring a joy to each recording, which we hope is infectious, and that you enjoy Ambleforth Manor for many more episodes to come. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I'm Ben West and I play the Colonel in Ambleforth Manor. He didn't actually reach the rank of a Colonel and probably was in the Catering Corps, but he has assumed the rank and due to his background, everyone just seems to take him as the Colonel. He's a bit eccentric, eh? he's called his children Laurel and Hardy. He is a bumbling old fool, but he's fallen on hard times trying to maintain the upkeep of the old decrepit crumbling manor. He's also managed to net himself a bride on the internet by using a rather old photo of his younger self, and his profile did sound rather appealing. 
However, the marriage does seem to work and his wife Olga has grown in him over time and he's now in love with her and rather in awe of her. I mean, who wouldn't be impressed by a wife who can drive a tank? Ambleforth Manor is great fun to be a part of and it has a really well-written script, providing numerous farcical silly situations which allows us all to escape from the hamster wheel of life's worries and challenges and let's face it, during the last 18 months this has been a welcoming distraction. Goodbye, my dears. See you in the next episode. Hi, I'm Roger Ems, also known as Tom the Gardener in Ambleforth Manor. I've been involved with Hunts Community Radio now for several years with a role in the Huntsford series. Sue Rodwell-Smith approached me, along with several other amateur actors, known to both her and myself, to find out if I was interested in a role in Ambleforth Manor. And I must admit, I jumped at the chance. It's a really funny, well-written show, and I decided to voice my character as a grumpy, impatient old gardener-come-handyman. Sue went along with this idea and I've had a lot of fun following the scripts and contributing my role to add, I hope, to the humour. I've been involved in amateur dramatics for many years now, mainly in village pantomimes and comedies, and I've been lucky enough to meet quite a number of friends who also delight in trying to get people laughing at the stupidities of life. Ambleforth Manor is, I hope, an example of the sort of humour which is instantly recognised as coming from our homegrown British scriptwriters. Long may it continue. Welcome to HCR's new 15-minute comedy drama series, Ambleforth Manor, set somewhere in the English countryside. The Colonel is played by Ben West, Olga Jackie Tevlin, Laurel Jackie Powell, and the registrar, Julie Young. Episode 1. Not quite what was expected. Attention passengers, we've now reached our destination. We hope you enjoyed the flight and have a nice day. Are you sure you thought this through? Thought what through? Oh, girl, whatever her name is. You've never met her and yet here you are, bringing her across to marry you. I know lots about her. It's all on the web thingy. I've spoken to her on the phone. Then there were her emails. <laughs> She's terrific. Woof! Absolutely top class. Well, <laughs> that's not the same thing as seeing someone in the flesh. They can say any old nonsense about themselves on a website, or on the phone for that matter. Well, we'll put that right in a minute or two. <laughs> I see her plane landed 20 minutes ago. Any moment now... There she is now. Oh, isn't she magnificent? Olga! Olga! Over here! We're here! These men take my suitcases? That is Colonel. And who are you? Well, I'm Laurel, and this is my father. Yes, yes, but where is Colonel? He tell me he meet me. Olga? <clears throat> it's me, darling. I'm the Colonel. 
But you fat and boldy. You not, Colonel. Look, I show you picture. Yes, 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 that's me. But this man has hair and is slim, is in uniform. Very handsome. You not him. Yes, but that's my photograph. Take it when I was on active service. Active? What is active? You only handsome than active? What are you now? Inactive? You dead already? You lie to me. If this is you, then it is very old photo. Why you do this? Make me travel hundreds of miles to be this old man. Plenty of old men at home, and they more handsome than you. Well, she's no spring chicken. What? What you say? Um, oh, nothing. Just how nice you look. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I wanted you to like me, so, so I... I like I... you more. I like you more if you don't lie to me. I'm so sorry, Olga. I didn't want us to get off on the wrong foot. Foot? What is wrong with your foot? You lied to me too about this? Foot? No, no, no. There's nothing wrong with my foot. Well, a little bit of gout perhaps, but nothing too serious. No, it's just a saying. It just means that we've please got off speak, on... Please speak English to me. I learn English. You must speak to me in English. But I was. Oh, never mind. Take my bags. Where is car? But there's a car park near here. We left it there. You have chauffeur? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, Daddy's driving us. He's chauffeur too? He told me he was rich. Look, I have another picture. See, it says here at bottom, Chatsworth. Daddy. Uh, yeah, yes, that's not quite what we have. <clears throat> Ours is a little, uh, little smaller. Fewer wings, not so... Uh, not so many bedrooms or bathrooms to clean. I think you'll prefer it. I prefer this. Why you send me photo of wrong house? Well, it was just a, just to give you, you know, an idea. The sort of stately home we have in this country. This is not good. Nothing is what I was told. Show me your house. If I not like it, then I go back. You pay for airfare and money for upset, damage to emotions, scarring, and so on. Well, now, here we are. Let me put your bags in the back. But this is hers, not car. This is for dead people's. It's also for living people. See, plenty of room in the back for your luggage and the three of us up front. You alive now, but what will happen later? Oh, oh yes, yeah. very funny, Olga. <laughs> Marvelous wit. This is not a joke. In my country, this is threat. I teach you difference. Why so slow? Well, it's not really used to going much faster than 10 miles an hour, I'm afraid. It gets upset if you try to go any quicker. Then the engine starts to... Oh, oh yes. <laughs> this is a problem. It does struggle with hills, you see, and this is a particularly steep one. I hate to say this, but uh, it might need a... Uh, might need a push. Laurel, would you mind? Daddy, you can't expect me to do this on my own. Um, no, quite right. 
Olga, would you mind helping? I, I wouldn't ask, but... You want uh, me to push Hurts? Yes, uh, if, if, if that's all right. Look, it's only a short climb up this bit, and once we're at the top there, <laughs> it'll roll down and start. That's what usually happens anyway. This has happened before. Oh, no, 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 of course not. Well, perhaps once or twice, no. I not push, you push. But you won't be able to... Manage the gears, you see. I drive tank and tractor in my country. This easy. Oh, all right. You stay here and Laura and I will push. Are you sure you'll know what to do? As soon as the engine starts, hit the brake. Bring it to a stop. Don't turn off the engine and then Laura and I will jump in. Okay? Yes, yes, I not, child. I do this. Oh, oh. <clears throat> Good grief. This is terrible. Olga, my love, what happened? I pulled brake. You not tell me brake not attached? You nearly kill me. But you'll be bought the hearse then. I'm so, so sorry. You must have been so frightened. I'll ring for a taxi. James can deal with the hearse. Oh, it's not going very well, is it? But it was fine yesterday. Not the car. Olga! Ah, I see what you mean. Still? Early days. I'm sure she'll come around. Oh, no, Daddy. Well, here we are, darling. Ambleforth Manor. Magnificent, isn't it? In Bulgaria, we have barns bigger than this. More lies. How many bedrooms are there? Um, 20, 20, 22, I think. <laughs> Sorry, never really bothered to count them. <laughs> hmm. Travel lodge have more. Look, if you're not happy with what we have to offer, then that's fine. I'll take you straight back to the airport now. I'm disappointed, but in Bulgaria, we always disappointed. I make new life here with you. We must try to make each other happy despite disappointment. My parents also arrange marriage. They hate each other at first, and at end, hate each other even more. His life is all we make best of it. But I don't want you to stay here if, 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 if you're not happy. It's all right. Long journey, need bath and sleep. Happier in morning. Wedding to look forward to. What on earth have you been telling her? That was really embarrassing at the airport. Look, I, I, I told her the truth. Yeah, there may have been some minor embellishments, but I did. I hardly think Chatsworth is a minor embellishment, and Nora is sending her a photograph of you in your 20s. But that's what I looked like then. And you're supposed to give her one of what you look like now. Well, I don't know. I was struggling to get the hang of this interweb thing. Well, despite your struggles, you seem to have done a very good job of deceiving the poor woman. I thought that once we, we were together and, and she, she, she knew me better, then it would be fine. I just didn't want to run the risk of putting her off at the outset. Well, that's almost exactly what you have achieved. She'll come around, I'm sure of it. Why? She was positively purring once she'd have a 
Freshen up in a bath. Mm, and a lot of wine. <laughs> Who would have thought she knew so much about the stuff? Only the best vintage from the cellar were good enough. Well, yes. The only reason she knew which to choose is because she asked me how much each cost. Oh, did she now? Well, I shouldn't be that surprised, I suppose. She said she wants to meet the servants tomorrow. What? All three of them? Yes. I think she must have seen too many episodes of Downton Abbey. Has a vision of a whole troop of them lined up in the hallway at the foot of the stairs. Oh dear, seems like she's going to be disappointed again then. Yes. Hmm. Does seem to be a pattern emerging, doesn't there? <laughs> I wonder what she'll make of the wedding. You have told her it's a marriage registry, do you, haven't you? Uh, well, not quite. Thought I might mention it a little uh, closer to the event. But you're getting married tomorrow. Yes, so tomorrow after breakfast, I thought. Oh, Daddy, I can't believe you haven't told her. She's probably expecting a full church to do his bridesmaid and a horse and carriage and all sorts of fanfare. He did say she very much enjoyed Charles and Diana's wedding. Oh, this is going to be a disaster. I did think you were being a little melodramatic. And I did think that wedding was a little over the top. Mm. They did get divorced after all. I think you'll do well to even get married. Never mind divorced. It'll be fine. Wait and see. Oh, Daddy. What do you mean she'll be late? We've been waiting here half an hour already. I know it's tradition to keep the groom waiting, but this is ridiculous. People are starting to stare. I think that's the next wedding party, Daddy. Anyway, don't worry, James has just wronged me. Apparently, the hearse has broken down again. What? I told James to arrange for a hire car. Well, he did try, but your credit card didn't work. Didn't work? But, but this, is a, this is a Cooch credit card. Her Majesty the Queen herself banks with them. Yes, but I think your overdraft's a little bigger than hers. It doesn't matter. James managed to get the hearse going again, so it should be here soon. Oh, look! Here they are! Oh, Olga! You look wonderful. I'm not talking to you. That is church. It's a uh, registry office, darling. We don't need a church to get married. In Bulgaria is church. What new trick is this? It's a tradition in England. Very few people get married in a church these days. It's very old hat. You rude man. This new hat, very expensive. No, no, not, not your hat, darling. It's a saying. It means what... Well, actually, I'm not sure what it means. Again, you're not speaking English. I learn language. You speak in different rubbish language. No, no, but this is... Oh, never mind. The main thing is, you're here. Shall we go in? Please repeat after me. I, Olga Dragon, do take thee. It's not Dragon. You insult me. My name is Dragomirov. Please say correctly. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. I'm just reading what was written down here. Who gave you these? <laughs> I'm sorry, darling. I gave my son Hardy to attend all this. There's obviously been some terrible mistake. Uh, <clears throat> shall, shall I go on? Uh, I... 
Olga Dragomirov. I Olga Dragomirov. Do take thee, Alfred Tennyson, Horatio Nelson, Winston Churchill, Marion Morrison Fitzgerald. Why have you so many names? How many peoples you want me to marry? And who is this Marion? It's girl's name. I marry man, not girl. <laughs> Those are all my father's heroes. Marion Morrison was John Wayne. You know, the famous actor chap. Marion, not John Wayne. No one respect him with girl's name. He famous cowboy. You lie to me again. No, no, no. He was really called Marion Morrison. He changed his name. Uh, see, I hate to he... interject, but he's right. Please change words. I marry Alfred Fitzgerald, Nossies as a peoples. That is name you give me on website. Oh, very well. Can we just get on? Yes, indeed. Do take thee, Alfred Fitzgerald, to be my lawful wedded husband. Do take thee, Alfred Fitzgerald, to be my lawful wedded husband. I promise to love and care for you. I promise to love and care for you. Honour and respect you. Honour and respect you. And share with you all that I have. No, this is not possible. Some things I must keep for myself. My jewellery, the land my grandmother gave me, some cattle, some pig, dogs, a horse. Much value you see me to keep. Two donkeys, some ends. But Olga, darling, it's only a form of words. Of course there's This is a form of words. It's English. I understand perfectly. Oh, all right. Can we just take that bit out? This is a little irregular, but given I've another ceremony at two, and it's now five to two, then yes. Colonel, can we just do your bit? Do you, Alfred Fitzgerald, take the Olga Dragomero? Yes, 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 all of that. Can we get on, please? My blood isn't beginning to play up. I take her to be my lawful wedded wife, etc., etc., etc. Then I'm happy to pronounce your man and wife. You may kiss the bride. Uh, later, darling. I'm absolutely bursting and I really need to... Well, that went well, didn't it? Oh, Daddy. Ambleforth Manor was written by Patrick MacDonald and the theme tune taken from Mozart's Horn Concerto played by the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. Post-production, Sue Rodwell-Smith. Sounds from HCR Sound Library and freesound.org. Produced and directed by Sue Rodwell-Smith, Amberforth Manor was brought to you by Wavelength Productions and recorded in Huntingdon, Cambridgeshire.